0: Hello! Welcome or welcome back to None of Your Business. I'm your host, Naomi Blue, and it is Friday, which means it is time for a brand new episode. We are on episode 8 right now, which is kind of huge. um, And huge for me, okay? If you've listened from the beginning, you're on episode 8 as well right now. And that's awesome. And if you're just joining now, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I am joined by a guest. It is not just me talking to myself, Today, I am having a conversation with my friend Cody. Cody and I met when we were working on a film together, and she's an actress. And we really wanted to talk about kind of our experience with getting out into the real world after studying an art for a certain amount of time, and kind of the challenges that come with that. And it was a very illuminating conversation that felt very healing for both of us, I would say. I'm really excited for you to hear it. I think whether or not you're an artist, whether or not you work in film, this can be very comforting to know that you're not the only one feeling behind or having those moments of doubts. Whatever it may be, I feel like everyone can find a piece of themselves in our talk today. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. Before you go though, if you want to follow the show or the podcast on social media, you can go on TikTok and or Instagram. It's at the nonpod. If you want to continue the conversation on there, let's do that and I also post a bunch of announcements about the new episodes coming out
1: hello Hi. how are you good how are you I'm good thanks for having me on here I'm so excited I've been thinking about it like all week <laughs>
0: oh nice. me too I'm so excited we haven't spoken in so
1: long like actually like out loud I know I know, it's been a long time. I actually, I don't think I've s- even seen you or spoken to you in- since uh, the ADR session for two minutes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. it was. Wow. Well, have you, how have <laughs> you been? I've been good. Um, yeah, I, uh, I moved home, of course, as you probably know, in mm-hmm. December, and then I wasn't really doing anything for like the first six months, and then I finally got a job, and now I am making a new demo reel because the one from school isn't getting me an agent Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah yeah I've been working on that with my coach and um that's taking a lot longer than I thought it would (laughs) so you know I'm in I'm I'm still in like transition I feel like my demo reel is like weighing me down right now and once that's done I can kind of move on (laughs) do you want to like introduce yourself to the podcast and kind of talk about what you do, who you are, how we met, I don't know, a little introduction. Sure. Um, hello, I'm Cody. Um, I met Noemi on her, uh, student film at Vancouver Film School, two minutes. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, I graduated from Vancouver Film School, the, the acting program, um, in February of 2021. And since then, I've moved back to Alberta. And I'm just trying to get into the industry here. And, um, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. <laughs>
0: yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, I met Cody because I was doing this student project for my film school that I went to um last year and um I cast you in the lead role mm-hmm. we did a little audition thing um and yeah it was fun it was a fun project to work on
1: it was it was really fun I had so much fun with that
0: yeah yeah it was really yeah <laughs> I really liked the experience we had a, I feel like we had a good crew a good cast a good bunch of people to mm-hmm. work with
1: yeah I think that was my first thing that I had been on since I had graduated that was like the very first thing I was cast in I think oh wow okay yeah yeah heck yeah! So that was so exciting (laughs) nice Mm -hmm.
0: um yeah I wanted to invite you on here because um we're kind of we're in the same field in different Mm -hmm. positions but Mm -hmm. um we want to do the same thing and we kind of have a similar uh journey in terms of you know when we left school Mm -hmm. and kind of trying to continue that education but apply it to the real world I feel like Mm -hmm. Um, and I know how tricky it can be to break into the industry yeah and I was kind of wondering what your journey with that was because um, well I have mine but I was kind of wondering what your perspective of that was after you know dedicating because it's a really intensive program that we did each. Um, mm-hmm. and kind of how do you go from doing that every day? Um, and really spending so much time on it and energy to you know mm-hmm. trying to
1: make it out into the real world? Yeah, um, it's been uh difficult to say the least. <laughs> um, you know, you're you're in the same class, you you see the same people, you have, you know, your teachers and mentors that kind of help you and guide you through things and teach you about the industry a bit. Um, But I don't think it really prepares you much for the industry. You know, I, once I graduated, I, uh, I I, I kind of thought that, you know, the naive side of me, I guess, just kind of thought that it wouldn't be so difficult. I don't know. It's like, yeah, right. I don't know, though, because I mean, you always hear like actors and just people, entrepreneurs, even just saying like, yeah, you have to work day and night. Like you have to work so hard um, and then you will get where you want to be. And like, I feel like that, that does put so much pressure um, on people like me in the industry, because it's like, it, it right. makes me feel like anything that I'm doing is not enough, but at the same time, I truly believe especially now, especially now but it's something that I'm working through but like especially now it's like I, I truly believe that I'm not doing enough and like I I I feel like I'm in such a transitional period in my life right now that um it's like I'm just kind of waiting for that motivation to come it's 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 really weird because you know as an actor like I'm selling myself I'm selling Like I am the product, you know, so it's, Mm -hmm. it, it also has a lot to do with your mental health and where that's at too. And you can't really, I've learned that you really can't, um, I don't know what word I would use. It's just, it feels for me personally, just almost impossible to like really do what I love when my mental, when my mental health and my self-worth isn't, um, okay. If that makes sense um but oh,
0: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah I totally yeah exactly know what you're saying especially like being in a transitional period because you can't really create the job for yourself mm-hmm. um it's not like if you were you know a painter and you just had to paint to mm-hmm. uh, take in that like step into that role mm-hmm. um so yeah you're kind of like in a waiting game to put yourself out there but then it's not you know clicking or then you know you don't feel the most motivated and um yeah that's kind of my experience with it um sometimes Mm -hmm. I've realized that yeah mental health wise you're going through something um because you come out from such an intensive program and intensive you know kind of lifestyle and focus on that um Mm -hmm. on that path and then it's kind of up to you to make it work Mm -hmm. and yeah I totally feel the kind of waiting game because you're I don't know, working hard is a thing, but you're yeah. kind of just waiting for the the best thing to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I told you no, what you're saying in terms of, like, yeah, how do you keep that, you know, mental health stable enough and then keep that balance in order to focus on what you want to do? Because it's kind of like a vicious circle.
1: Yeah, it's a cycle for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's... Uh it's a vicious cycle. Like there's no, there's no better way to put it. It's cause I mean, everything's also, you know, fluctuating, you know, even mm. outside of the, everything just in life fluctuates. So it's like, it's, um it's difficult to deal with because like when you're doing so well and you feel so good, it's like, okay, this feels really good. And I, I feel proud and I feel like I'm on a roll, but I'm scared because that means that it's going to stop feeling this way for a little bit in, in, how, like, f- at some point, like, I'm going to go on a little low there for a minute, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, it's, like, even when you are feeling good, it's, like, y- you got to just keep keep going with that. And then, you know, I mean, I'm learning a lot about my mental health in general anyway. Mm. So, like, learning to deal with that and um, in general already on its own. And then also like putting that into the industry, what I've learned from my mental health. Um, that's a whole other thing to learn that I am learning. And, um, yeah, when I, when I graduated it, I I was in such a bad place when I graduated. And then I tried to, um, stay in Vancouver for like about 10 more months before I was like, okay, I'm like, I, I was in a pretty bad depressive episode, honestly, like, yeah, it it was it. I was okay. But like, I just I didn't want I, I went to work every day and I came home and it's like the cliche kind of like, you go to work and you come home and you don't want to do anything. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to go to sleep. You, you know, mm. uh, I was eating so much sugar, knowing me, mean? <laughs> <laughs> like so much because my brain was just like, I need dopamine. How do I like? um, now I have Crohn's disease. So it's like, God, oh, it's a well, cycle. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, then I, I, every part of me was resisting, um, moving back home to Alberta. And my family was like, Cody, like they, they knew before I did that I should go home just to kind of get back up on my feet. And, uh, mm. um, because they they were even my sister, Jessica, Jess Stokes, she's, uh, a musician here and she, so we're like sort of in the same like creative field industry, whatever um so mm-hmm. she was telling me about you know like the the film industry in Alberta is getting really big like it's it's really like she she would she had to tell me so many times like just because you can't come home doesn't mean that you're a failure, or like Vancouver isn't the only place in the world that has the film industry, it's a great place, and now you have all these uh um contacts there already and clearly your mental health is not you know you're not you're not doing anything you know like I got a lot of tough love from her and that's kind of we kind of we kind of be that for each other um but yeah Yeah. it's it's uh I was gonna say something else what was I gonna say I was getting to something (laughs) uh uh I'm sure it'll come back but yeah that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the vicious cycle. It doesn't you can't do anything. Um, I wasn't doing anything. I didn't. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. I didn't want to do anything. And like, mm. I felt like, like I didn't, I I didn't want to because I didn't want to I just wanted to be lazy. You know, that's like all I wanted to do. And then. Um, and then I moved back home. And since then, I think I've kind of started getting back up on my feet, which is great. But at the same time, because I felt for so long that I don't want to. And even now, I have a very – I struggle a lot with motivation because it's all me now. It's not my teachers. It's not, you know, whatever. It's it's all me. It's all me going to look for the work. It's all me learning about the business side of things. And social media plays such a huge part that I've learned um, in the industry, like, it's it's kind of used as its own kind of demo reel, you know? Agents go to your social media and casting directors go to your social media and see what you've got there. It's it's a whole thing. And, um, you know, I, I've felt for so long, I felt unmotivated for so long that I think that this is something that isn't talked about very often. And I think that it should be because it's, it, it, it's a scary thought to think like, well, I... For example, I guess I'll use myself, of course. Um, <laughs> I uh, have wanted to be an actor since I was so little, like for my whole life, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and now I'm having these, you know, I'm learning all these things and it's really hard to, to deal with, especially when you didn't grow up in a, um, like you didn't grow up into it um. And, yeah, and... you're not an nepotism baby. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like, why am I feeling all these things? Why am I feeling so unmotivated for something that I've loved my whole life? Do I even want to do this anymore? And that is a really tough quest, tough thing to to think about because it's like, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Do you ever, can I
0: ask? Do you ever think those things? Oh my God, <laughs> absolutely. No, everything you were saying, I was relating so hard. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cut you off, but it was- no. It was, yeah, no, exactly. The whole thing of, you know, even what you're saying, like, um, something I've seen so many times, it's like, don't move back home, because if you move back home, you're like a failure. And then mm-hmm. um, the whole thing of there's no one else to motivate you but yourself. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of, you know, no one is going to be behind you and pushing you all the time. And that is something I really, really have issues with. Yeah. In terms of getting stuff done, um, because it's like yeah, no one's, and I live alone, so no one's gonna, you know, push me to do anything, Um, Mm -hmm. and I'll just have that quiet disappointment, and kind of burden that I'm dragging around, because I feel like I'm not doing enough, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, and then, yeah, absolutely, like, the whole thing of, because you know so much about the job now, and that facet of the industry, and it's getting so tough, um, you kind of, it kind of loses its, um, its magic, I feel like, yeah and then you're kind of well personally sometimes I forget that that's what I want to do um because I'm like oh what's the point you know it's so is it even what I want to do like but then if it's not what I want to do then I wasted all that time and energy on those things and so yeah I totally understand what you're saying
1: yeah well I'm glad that like I mean I've heard these these things like these thoughts from my sister before Mm. ever you know that's like I feel like it's something that's not talked about (laughs) <laughs> so no. I hope it's it's yeah. not that um what was I gonna say it's, it's just good to hear that like other people in the industry also feel that way because like what plays such a part in the fear of those thoughts is the fact of like well why am I thinking these things if yeah I love it so much anyway like <laughs> right so it's very weird
0: no it's really confusing also the thing that comes with like coming out of a a school where everyone in your class wants to do the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, afterwards, you're kind of left with that comparison to other people around. Yeah, um, I'm sure that that's something you felt because you kind of well, especially through social media. Like even if you don't keep in touch physically, mm-hmm. um, you kind of see what everyone else is doing, and you kind of well. Personally, I kind of get myself in the stoop of like, oh, that's what they're doing. They're working so hard. They're making it work. And it's so, like, they're doing such great things. Um, and then I kind of lack that motivation to even do anything. Because I feel like I'm such a perfectionist to begin with that mm-hmm. if things aren't perfect, then I don't want them. Yeah. Um, and then you can you can stop trying if no one's pushing you. Yeah. But at the same time, you're comparing yourself to everyone around who started off at in the same spot
1: mm-hmm. and is now much further ahead. Yeah yeah it's uh um yeah when I graduated all these like I think most of the people in my class got an agent like super quick oh wow like pretty quick like we had a class where an agent actually came in which was actually our teacher's agent um we had like the resources just right there but uh, an agent uh actually they went over zoom but they came into class and uh we did some stuff in front of them, each of us, basically like an audition or like a, a demo reel or something. I mean, he yeah. watched and then it was like an opportunity to, I don't even know, just kind of have that um, experience sort of to go into the room and perform in front of somebody in the industry, like a casting director or an agent in this case. And um when we graduate, that agent can if you know he found somebody that he wants on his roster he can reach out to them and two people got reached out to and mm. of course that was the thing that was on the line we were all like oh, i want to be reached out to blah, blah, and uh it wasn't even the fact that you know they reached out to them and not me that's that, that 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 wasn't my thought process it was just like what i think now is like damn i thought i'd have an agent by now hmm It's really weird because other people have it and have one and and I don't. And, you know, it's really hard to not like compare myself that way because and even through social media, social media itself. God, that is another monster. Social media is just it's uh, I don't know. It's such a big conversation, social media, but I, I think that it plays Probably one of the biggest parts in like the mental health around the world right now absolutely it's just so curated and so fixed and uh it's it's just so not easy to deal with that especially if your career your field is yourself if that makes sense
0: yeah because you kind of find yourself having to promote yourself and so you well I know that even if I wanted to go off social media uh, not that I want to, but even if I wanted to, it's not something I can really do because I feel like I would be so out of touch with everything mm-hmm. um, concerning, yeah, what's happening in film and yep. um, the connections that I've made on there, and um, yeah, it's just like yeah, it's such a huge thing, and you feel like oh well, if I don't have it, I'm gonna miss out on so much. Yeah. Um. And yeah, then seeing all the every around even if you didn't start off in the same point being like oh I don't know like a lot of you know people because now that we're growing up and reaching a more like we're not teens anymore Mm -hmm. um and seeing all those people succeeding and they're younger than you
1: yeah oh god (laughs) god yeah that sucks (laughs) it's uh it's such a game to play. Yeah. When they're younger than you, it's like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. What what am I doing? Right. It's, it's, it's so easy to say, like to understand, like how to kind of push through those struggles, you know, it's so easy to like, know how to do it. Like logically, like, yeah, you can't compare yourself to other people because that will just like damage your growth. Um, on, on its own and, and you know we're all on different paths and it's yeah you're not, you're not gonna go at the same pace as somebody else it's not your time if it's not your time it's not your time blah blah blah. like it's so easy to think those things and and to remember to, oh yeah to... it's so
0: easy to just keep yeah.
1: those sayings that make sense logically yeah yeah and you can like live by them and everything but then to to actually i don't know do them I don't know. It's like another thing that fluctuates, you know, sometimes it's easier to think that way and to uh, just think that way. And then other times it's a lot harder. It's um, yeah. But I don't think even, you know, in in learning everything that I've learned about myself, um, which all has to also do with the industry. um, I've just learned, I've, I've learned that like, it's not even the, um, Mental health—that we have to learn to like keep intact. It's the fluctuating of life that you kind of gotta work with, and that's what you can yeah. learn to ride. Rather than like, let's get my life on the right track. It's like, well, it's on a track, and now, well, I mean, I guess it depends on 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 what what it is that you're going through, I suppose. But
0: no, I know what you're but... saying.
1: Though it makes like you can't just. Try for
0: one thing, and mm-hmm. one state of mind. I think it's easier to go through life once you learn how to navigate the ups and downs, like you said, mm-hmm. because that way you'll always have that um, balance and constant thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely. But it's so. I don't know. It's not something that they teach you ever. Mm -hmm. and especially when you're in a competitive industry like I can't even imagine having to you know go physically into an audition and seeing everyone around you and being like oh those are the people I have to beat yeah because it just right away puts you in like such a competitive mindset and I don't know how do you feel about like being in an industry where you have to compete with other people and it's kind of do you ever feel uplifted by people alongside you or how does it
1: work? Um, I guess it depends. It's easier to feel uplifted if they're like people I know, if they're friends, if, you know, I haven't actually had an audition yet where I have to go into, like, go like to an in-person audition. They've all been on Zoom, or not on Zoom, uh, like self-tapes. Um, But I mean, I think Social media again—it it comes up. There's this girl on on social media. Um, she has like a million some followers on TikTok, and she's an actor. And she has like a few thousand, a couple hundred thousand on uh, Instagram, and like she posts on TikTok all the time, like just right. act, like acting videos. And I'm like, Kate, that is part of the business, you know, posting mm-hmm. posting all that. Like I said earlier, I guess um, posting all those kinds of things is part of the business and i just i can't it's it's so it's so frustrating but watching watching her it's like oh i feel really happy for her and it's really hard to feel really happy for her and it's not her that's the that's yeah uh hard it's just the fact that you know there's another actor she's like one or two years younger than me too i think um so i'm like ah but yeah so i definitely deal with that for sure um Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I know that I can't um, compare myself to other people. And I know that, you know, if if I'm right for the role, I'm right for the role. And that's, that's, that's the industry. Um, If I'm going to go into an audition, all I have to offer is what I am. And that is enough the way it is, because that's just how it works and uh there's nothing wrong with that it's just you know so there's also kind of a level of understanding that I think the actor needs to have in that of just understanding that you know if I'm right for the role I'm right for the role if I'm not right for the role then I'm not right for the role I'll watch it later and I'll go yeah I can't I can't even imagine somebody else in the role that they chose Uh, yeah yeah that's true yeah so yeah I definitely deal with that for sure um and I try so hard to like use like that girl. What's her name? I think it's Paige Evans. Um, I try so hard to um just feel happy for her because that's all I can do. You know, it's like what what yeah. if, what is feeling jealous going to do, or feeling um discouraged going to do, or feeling not enough? That oh, that mm. that's the big thing. Feeling like you're not doing enough. You're not enough in general or something that I deal with a lot is is you know the fear of what other people will think of me too and oh my god yeah yeah and that keeps me from posting um that, that that that's the biggest thing that keeps me from posting um yeah because I want to do it so bad but and I think that that's kind of the root of it you know the fear of um not being enough and the fear of what people will think that's that's the root of of the the motivation, the lack of motivation. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: But the thing is, yeah, like you said, once it becomes once social media becomes an essential part of your job, and you kind of have to know and learn yourself how to market yourself, mm-hmm. um, it kind of becomes a game of fake it till you make it because you can't like in your head you already have to tell yourself well I'm an actor this mm-hmm. is what actors do yeah and I'm going to put myself out there and people are just going to look at it and accept the fact that this is my job and I'm an actor yeah um but it's obviously like harder to apply mm-hmm. um the knowledge of it is really easy to understand but it's not easy to apply especially when you don't yeah you kind of feel like everyone's going to judge you for what you post and yeah, be like, oh, what kind of validity does she have to act like that?
1: Yeah, my sister had posted something a couple months ago, and of course, she's 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 been posting on TikTok a lot more often. She's three years older than me, so she's been mm-hmm. through all the things I'm going through and and everything. So she's uh, more consistently posting on her own TikTok, and she had posted something of her singing a song in her car. Just saying, like, anybody remember this song or whatever? And uh, it was, like, really well sung and everything. And then somebody posted, somebody commented on there just saying, like, something along the lines of uh, uh, how insecure are you? Or, like, how, how, something along the lines of that, just, like, how insecure can you, or something about, like, her showing off, like, how insecure do you need to be to, like, I don't know. It was just, like, some stupid thing. And it's, like, why are people so mean?
0: Oh, my God like why (laughs) it's well it comes from like their own insecurities yeah yeah because obviously like why would you ever say that to someone yeah yeah exactly exactly it's uh yeah and then you kind of have to learn to manage other people's insecurities because you're like oh I don't want to you know uh they feel that way and it's going to make me feel bad but
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's such like you have to be so strong yeah to put yourself out there
1: yeah, definitely, and I mean, I think even then, it's still not easy because you know you see like super famous celebrities like Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift. You know what? Have you seen her um, uh, her documentary? Yes, dude, are you a fan of her? Uh, yeah,
0: I love her music. I'm not a, I'm trying to be more of a fan. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, no, that's fine. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I really appreciate her.
1: Yeah, I—I uh, I mean, not that I wasn't a fan before or anything, but she—I just—I—I I think I'm pretty sure I watched it. I don't know. My sister watched it too, and I'm pretty sure I watched it. And just afterwards, it was—it was, it was just—it was fascinating to watch her work, and it was fascinating to listen to her talking about um, the misogyny that she deals with in like her songwriting and and all that kind of stuff. And it was just fascinating just to hear her talking about that. So now I don't know I try to look at celebrities. I think I've succeeded for the most part like i I, I look at celebrities as people in the business just like yeah. me, but they're a lot further along so it's uh I don't know I don't I don't get haters otherwise other than like you know it's their own insecurities but I guess yeah, my, no. yeah I guess my whole point was just that like even, looking at bigger celebrities like taylor swift they still deal with that and they still talk about it and they still it's, they, they still struggle with it because it's you know they're human but yeah yeah, and they deal with it in on such a larger scale
0: as well like i don't even know it becomes so much sometimes and people don't realize they're they're kind of you know that kind of mob mentality that people have yeah where oh today we're hating on this person and for us it's a fun little game yeah, but for them, it's gonna like take them out because exactly it's so much hate. And how do you ever come back up? So I'm always really well. Except if someone is not a good person and has never preached good things, yeah, then that is probably well deserved. But even then, like, what, like, why are you, like, what is that gonna do? You know, Getting mm-hmm. all those messages out there.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh yeah it's sad to watch that whole mob mentality thing is uh even so subconscious even like i find myself doing it just not even necessarily in this exact topic but just in general mob mentality is like i i sometimes catch myself doing it yeah and then when i catch myself i'm like well i don't really have an example to be honest but like i just (laughs) have myself and i'm like well uh I don't actually feel that way. Why did I say that? Why well, I don't actually agree with that. Why did I agree with that? You know, it's, it's very, yeah, it's very, it's very, um, the human mind is very, it's very strange.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I hate this person. And then I'm like, wait, why? Yeah. And then I realize it's like, oh, the internet hates them. But do I, wait, let me sit down and look into this. Like, exactly. what? Do, how do I feel about them?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, um. Yeah, there's, there's, ah, Noemi, I learned so much in the last, like, six months, it's nuts, it's nuts.
0: Yeah, I was wondering, too, like, how do you, because I know being an artist, um, there's that imposter syndrome coming through if you don't do enough, or, like, if you don't, that's something I talked about with my friend Nicole in a previous episode, it was, like, um, if you're not actually like doing the work, can you even call yourself um, that label? Like for me if I'm not actively making a movie and putting something out there. Mm-hmm. Am I a filmmaker?
1: Yeah. Um, I haven't done anything in I think since Jennifer Marshall May. I think. Well, I haven't I haven't acted since April. I haven't mm. even gone out for auditions. Um, since, a, uh, I haven't gone out for auditions since the one that I, uh, booked for the April when I, when I was filming in April, um, in Calgary. And yeah, it's, uh, it's like, it's, uh, it's just that vicious cycle again. It's, it's like, okay. So I, I know that I love it and I, I remember the, f- it's hard for me to remember the feeling that I have when I'm on set. Um, because when I'm on set, it's like, yes, this is what I want to do. This is all, this is all I want to do for the rest of my life. And it's, it's, I want to do it full time. And then, you know, I leave and I'm on a high and then that high drops down to a low. And then I'm like, Hey, got to find the next thing, but I don't have the motivation to find it because now I'm on a low. And yeah. I just want to be, I just want to be on set. And why do I have such a lack of motivation do I even want to do this is this something that I'm even passionate enough about these people like Paige Evans earlier that I that I that I brought up these people are clearly motivated and I'm not as motivated as them or more Mm. motivated so that must like do I does this mean that I don't want to you know then you go through all those all those thoughts and then um and then you, you next thing you know, it's been another six months before you even, you've you even gone for an audition. And um, then you're like, well, now I don't even remember how it feels like to be on set. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, then it just, it's like all of the thoughts kind of feed the other thoughts. And it's, you kind of just got to step back and um, look at them and just mm-hmm. kind of slap them in the face and be like, cut it out. <laughs> um yeah it's it's all the cycle it's all kind of goes back to that I guess
0: yeah I relate so much to your motivation thing because I don't know what it is like I don't know if it's you know a sort of depressive state or whatever but it's just if I'm not actively doing something Mm -hmm. then I lose all that motivation and then I have to drag myself back up yeah um like I was working on a project for the past I don't know how long and it was essentially like me leading the project and um having to you know plan things and get things going and talk to people and all of that and it's like I need someone to like drag me by the hand to do things because otherwise Mm -hmm. where is the motivation
1: coming from yeah exactly it exactly it's like I can't do this on my own but I feel like I'm supposed to be yeah but it's not, some, it's not an industry that you can do these things on your own. But it feels like I have to be. It's weird. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I, I, I know what you mean. And that's I feel like that's why I started this podcast because I was like, I need a creative outlet mm-hmm. and to feel like I'm actually doing something and to not have to rely on anyone to do it. Yeah. Because it's the, I don't know. I can set those goals for myself and they're achievable enough and I just do them and but even then like I um I was busy and so I couldn't record an episode last week mm-hmm. at the time that it was supposed to come out uh, and I was like uh oh I'm failing again.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And
0: even though it's like not high stakes whatsoever it's like well you said you were going to do that one thing and you
1: didn't what happened? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm giggling because it's like so frustrating to do deal- like I get it. <laughs> Yeah like
0: I want to slap myself in the face sometimes I'm like get up do something and it's like no I'm okay and I think it's Uh a fear of failing because I'm assuming like even for you having to go to auditions and then you know not everyone is gonna say yes Mm -hmm. and then you just get that no in your face and (laughs) well I feel like personally if I was an actor like if I were an actor I would be like oh
1: someone said no to me once I'm quitting (laughs) yeah you know what they talk about that in class like in school it's like you're I mean even you know actors that talk about it in a motivation speech it's like you're gonna I'm gonna some like what am I trying to say people are I'm gonna have I'm gonna (sighs) (laughs) I'm gonna hear the word no so many times so many more times than I'm gonna hear the word yes and um so I don't know I feel like I I I feel like school prepared me for that because they were they very much stressed on that like you know you're not going to get every role it's just not going to happen you're not going to be right for every role you're going to hear the word no more than you're going to hear the word yes Mm. you got to be prepared for that and so I feel like school did prepare me for that that specifically a lot quite 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 well actually um okay that's good yeah. However, I haven't had enough auditions to really put that to the test, <laughs> mm, you know. So, um... but when I did get casted, I was. It was also like, oh my gosh, I got casted in a union film in Calgary. Uh, uh, you know, like it was like. Oh, congratulations! Oh, That's awesome. thank you. Well that that was in that was in April. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but still like. Oh yes. Really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So it was like. Okay. I'm castable. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, because you you're kind of
0: waiting for that um, validation from mm-hmm. other people to
1: tell you that you belong here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, earlier, like a couple minutes ago, you had said you were talking about the fear of failure, and then that what popped into my mind as well is like, I I learned just a little while back that like there's also the fear of success. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like, the fear of, like, I, I don't even know. I'm, I'm still kind of learning about it. But, like, that's also a thing. You're, you're afraid to succeed because, I don't know, maybe you can't top that ever again. Mm. You can't be that successful ever again. So, it's also, like, a worth thing. I don't know. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah interesting the weird industry sometimes I'm like why do I feel bad right about this industry <laughs> yeah I hear
0: all the like messed up things happening in all the different mm-hmm. sections of it and I'm like mm, I love it here like <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know I know you're like I still love it though yeah but um, I, you know we're we're kind of the filmmakers and actors that are supposed to change the industry <laughs> you know yeah 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 it's it's a it's a weird industry
0: yeah and how I was wondering too like how do you feel in terms of well because I feel sometimes I'm not as passionate as other people are mm-hmm. at all times mm-hmm. um, and then like I just went to see don't worry darling for instance oh yeah. And I love Olivia Wilde's work so, so much. And mm-hmm. I always have, well, she's mm-hmm. done two movies, but the two movies that I've watched of hers have always left me with such like a, a confirmation that this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it does not happen that often. And so other times, sometimes I don't watch movies for like a certain amount of time. And I feel like it's so dumb to anyone who's not in that field, but I'm like, Oh my god, I haven't watched a movie in so long. Like am I on the like what am I doing? Do I even (laughs) like movies? Like am I in the right you know, pursuing the right thing? Yeah. It's such I don't you know the the whole thing of like film bros? Um, I don't know. No, it's like the whole um oh I guess yeah, it's a different thing, but people who are obsessed with movies and will watch them all the time and those really like obscure
1: movies
0: and Right. So they really I don't know always show that passion for it and I'm kind of there and like I love rom-coms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, film bros. I I like film like movie buffs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know what? Yeah, sometimes I'm like if I want if I want to be you know what? I have never I don't have the attention span for for movies. Like mm. I wish I did, but I just don't and i keep you know i can enjoy movie of course but like i don't it's not my go to thing to do cuz i just i don't have the attention span and um yeah i know what you mean there's so many people that are like a, like literal critics and i'm like i don't i don't love movies that much that right. that i <laughs> this isn't for me but it's like well no um I've also found that watching movies or even TV shows for me is kind of triggering in this in like it triggers my impatience in in where I'm at in the industry. And it triggers um, my insecurities and in my skills because I'm watching all these actors in roles that they do so well and in roles that I want to do like freaking Hedaya mm. in Euphoria, man. I will watch that show and I'll I'll be able to, you know, disconnect from my insecurities when I watch that show because I love it so much. But that's just an example. Like Zendaya, I look up to her so much, but I can't watch her because it makes me feel bad about myself and I need to get out of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like sometimes I will watch a, well, because I want to direct, right? So it's the other side of Mm -hmm. the camera, but I'll watch anything and I'm like, oh my God, they're so talented. Yeah and I would have never thought about it that way mm-hmm. or like I wouldn't I don't know how did they come up with that shot and that creative vision is so cool and um like I strive to be like that but I'm not and yeah it's like I know what you mean it's immediately that that comparison kicking in mm-hmm. um because it's such a competitive industry and there's only like so many spots for people to work in
1: yeah yeah totally um yeah it's so easy to watch it and and I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like people in film, like you and me, we watch movies and we see it very differently because it's either like you know how it's done, so the magic is gone, <laughs> yeah, or you're comparing yourself to them. Um, so yeah, I totally get that it's it sucks, yeah, there's only. A, a few people
0: that I feel really uplifted by, mm-hmm. um and I feel like it's always like when I see female directors and I'm like, ugh, oh, okay, I feel seen in that, mm-hmm. and in their work. But otherwise, like sometimes I just watch a lot of the really, really popular movies, and I'm like, or you know all the all the cult classics and whatever, and I'm like, I don't get the appeal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I don't think I'm the target audience, but I feel so bad because. If I want to succeed, I have to make something like that and kind of be on that wavelength and mindset. Mm-hmm. So it's really frustrating because, well, obviously, like most of the cult classics are from a male gaze. Yeah. That I don't have. Yeah. And so that's what is celebrated. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, oh, okay. So if I want to make it, I'm never going to be taken seriously because. That's not the direction I want to head in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's very confusing.
1: Yeah, I get that. How, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, How, so I realized after I graduated that I'd love to get into directing. um, But I don't have any of the education behind that. Other than, you know, what I learned in acting school. But that was Mm. not in depth for production you know um so I don't I don't I guess I don't really know what it is exactly the question but I guess what would you say to somebody like me who would want to be to get into directing but you know I don't don't have the the education behind it and just kind of have the the um uh uh, experience to learn
0: yeah I think honestly like the year of film school that I did did not prepare me for directing as much as the way that a film set works mm. and how to work in a team mm-hmm. um, because I learned a lot but directing is the most it is definitely the class that people didn't take because they were like none of this is going to be new knowledge for me right because it's pretty intuitive mm-hmm. um, the thing that they did say and that is to your advantage though is that every director should know how acting works right? and take those acting classes, which I haven't really done yet. Mm
1: -hmm. And I feel like
0: I definitely should do because once you learn how to, well, the thing with directing is like you're communicating with actors mostly. Mm -hmm. The vision can be, the vision is yours and you kind of put that out there. But the most important part is communicating with your actors and kind of conveying that vision through them. Right. Because they're the ones, in a way, carrying your movie, right? Yeah. So I feel like it is such a huge pro to know how acting works and kind of how, you know, how you can talk to actors and give them notes and be like, oh, you can be more like this and this. Because sometimes directors give notes that are really, like, vague and out of touch with what acting really is. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, you've experienced that in... A few projects, but it's mm-hmm. yeah. Some people don't know how acting works, and that is like a really really important part. Um, but the cool thing about directing too, and the reason I guess I feel kind of bad because I'm like, why am I not doing it? Mm-hmm. Is that you can basically create the job for yourself in a way. Yeah. Um. Because you can, you know, a lot of people, especially with writers, they say that you know, just write your thing and direct it yourself. And then you have your project because then mm-hmm. you can just build a crew around of people who know better than you. Yeah. Um, I read a book once that was like, I don't know, if, it was from the year 2000. I found it in a thrift store and it was all those interviews with directors who had just had their successful debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, and they were saying like none of them knew what they were doing. Most of them didn't go to film school. Um, I remember that story. I don't remember who it was exactly, but they, it was two brothers or something and they showed up on the film set and they knew they had that story to tell mm-hmm. and they really, really wanted to make that movie, but they had no clue how anything worked. They didn't even know how a film set worked in terms of anything, you know, mm-hmm. and they just hired people around them who were good at their job in every position, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a really good cinematographer, really good, you know, camera people that were really experienced and all of that, like people who knew exactly what they were doing. And I remember them saying like they weren't afraid to ask for help and because they knew that part of the job was just to convey the story and talk to the actors, right, and they had that story to tell, and it just worked out great, and that was their debut and now and that was like twenty two years ago, so now I don't know what they're doing, but it was, yeah, it was a a thing that really was like, oh, yeah, okay, so directing is not
1: that hard. Mm-hmm. okay, so what would you say about in the same um kind of scenario that i that I meant that I explained earlier, like, for pre-production specifically like how like what because i i i directed one technically officially one the other one i just didn't have a crew and it was just my sister and i and we filmed it on my iphone but the first one mm-hmm. um uh it was like a whole crew and everything and i directed that and it was really fun and um i felt so overwhelmed in like you know, I was talking with my uh, my DP about, you know, the storyboard and, like, I don't know, the shot list. But I want to move out of uh, music videos and, you know, direct also movies, you know. And mm. what would you, like, I, I just, I feel like the preparation, the pre-production for the director, what do they do exactly? What, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in my experience, it's mostly, like, the
0: director has a huge role in casting the right people mm-hmm. um, and knowing that these people will do the job. Like when we, when we went through the auditions uh, for the movie that we worked on together, um, we auditioned a ton of people and sometimes you know that they're right for the thing. And sometimes you know that they don't embody your vision at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember like you, your audition was so cool. Like you were just like, I could see the character in you Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, OK, well, that's that's the one. And um, but yeah, it's mostly like trusting people around you as well. Like something that went really bad on some projects that we did is that people were really, really controlling mm. and that they didn't trust the people in each of their respective positions to do their job. Right. Um, but I guess it was also film school and people were a bit flaky sometimes, but it was like, oh, well, you don't know how to do this well enough so i'm gonna over control and really like mm-hmm. do things in your back because i want to take over um and i feel like that's the cliche that their director is kind of on in charge of the movie but it's really not the case mm-hmm. um, the producer is in charge of the movie technically right um but there's kind of that cliche of like oh the director is king and it's everyone just bows to them and
1: yeah follows what
0: they want to do um but it's it's such a collaboration yeah um and teamwork and i feel like to go back to your question like doing in pre-production you kind of have to be like okay that's my vision um like for instance i'm someone who's very visual mm-hmm. and so i will most like we were taught how to do mood boards and things like that um and you really convey your vision and what you want to say through it because um, most of the time directors don't even write their own scripts right they work with, with writers right so they kind of have to convey, they're like, okay, I read this story. That's what it means to me. That's what I want to see on the screen, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of delegate to other departments and trust them to achieve that vision. Um, but you don't do the absolute most. Like, directing is not the hardest job Yeah. on the set. And I think a lot of people don't realize that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay. Yeah, it's a lot of, you know, vibes, honestly. Like, for me, I'm very much like, okay, that's the vibe of the story. Yeah. How do we convey that? Um, and then working with your actors and having that collaboration because it's so cool to see the project take on a life of its own mm-hmm. um, and let everyone do their job in a specific way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it it becomes, what they used to say is like, you have three different movies when you work on a film. You have the movie that you imagined, the movie that you shot, and then the movie that is edited. Right. Cause it's going to be three different things and you kind of have to accept that and go with the flow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. But be in the present moment too and be like, okay, yeah, we're doing this and that's for the best of, yeah. And kind of have to make compromises and um, trust that everyone is good at their job and that they, they care about the project as much as you do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's very important. Um, but yeah, collaboration is yeah. such an important tool. Like you have to find the right team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: of people who believe in the as much as you do and I think the problem otherwise is that it just isn't moving forward because people aren't as motivated as you
1: right right okay and then also like um I find that I'm I'm also like trying uh I'm kind of learning about my creative mind mm. and I grew up not uh feeling enough. So I kind of never really branched out in my creative mind, but I've always been creative, you know? Um, it's just never kind of, it just hasn't really grown. So I feel like right now I'm kind of learning about what my create like how my creative mind works. Um, so when it comes to having a vision for something, I get very overwhelmed because I have, I, I don't know how to get it out or I have so many thoughts that it just kind of, fills up and I just kind of I always just freeze and I just kinda of get paralyzed and then and, yeah. and it gets done. Um so what would you say to people like me, um, in that regard who wants to, you know, figure that out because it's something like right now it's it's like I don't have a creative outlet, so I'm like, okay, hey, I need to figure out something to have a creative outlet and that's one of them and I my brain isn't working with me. Um Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't know it's such a confusing like I'm the exact i mean, in the exact same spot to be honest like I'm not um the thing too is like I haven't done a whole lot to justify that title of director you know what I mean and so it kind of yeah I don't I know kind of the ropes of it and that I want to do it because it makes me so happy and it's the thing that really fills me with so much joy when I'm on set and directing Mm -hmm. but it's I getting that creative idea out is so tricky. I just don't like. I procrastinate so much for what? Like, why do yeah. I do that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: I have all those ideas that strike me, and I'm like, oh, I should write a script about that, mm-hmm. because then at least I would have that story on paper, right? Mm-hmm. And I just don't do it. Yeah. Why? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's so. I make Pinterest boards too. <laughs>
1: yeah sure. sure. <laughs> no, you know what? that's great. I uh, <laughs> getting you know, I, I have learned that getting my vision out somehow, even if it's just like, okay, hey, this color feels right. <laughs> yeah, just put it into the document. Um, yeah, so that's 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 great. Um, did you, by the way, with two minutes, mm-hmm. did
0: you write that? Uh no, no, we had to work with a, a writing student, and so we worked with my friend Kiara and she wrote the script we collaborated on it it was a part of the whole exercise that we had to do right but um it was her it was the whole thing like we collaborated with the whole class to write the story mm-hmm. or have a basic outline of it and then once i got picked to direct the project it was the writer the producer and i workshopping it mm-hmm. um and getting it to where I want but that's the thing too like sometimes I didn't really like certain aspects of it and I didn't want to say anything because I was like oh well that's their project and that's not mine um and that came into play like so many times throughout because you kind of want to let people like yeah let people do their job but with the editing aspect for instance like I worked with a an editor in my class and the communication was really hard like Mm. And so the outcome of it was not exactly 100% what I wanted. And some of the script got changed. And it was just like, okay, that was not the initial vision. Sure. Um, it's not a huge deal because it's like a student project. But it was, yeah, learning to work with that and let people, I don't know, be a good team worker mm-hmm. has been like... Definitely challenging my control issues, <laughs> mm. um, because I really I don't know I growing up I did not like group projects and I was always the kid that was like I am doing everything on my own I cannot rely <laughs> on any of you like you guys yeah. are disappointing me yeah <laughs> um and so I would do that but you cannot do that in film because mm-hmm. you don't have the knowledge of every position mm-hmm. um so that has been like kind of letting go of that control issue and trusting people yeah teamwork has been like a huge thing and sometimes I used to lie about it and be like I love teamwork (laughs) that is why I belong in that field but no it's something I had to work on
1: (laughs) I love this (laughs) (laughs) yeah I get that (laughs) yeah it's uh it's definitely not something you can do on your own and I think that's something I've learned um you know recently i guess um but then it's like well i don't know there's there's like a weird like line i don't know if i'd call it a line but like sometimes i'm like okay if i so i'm not a writer that's another thing that like overwhelms me so much i'm like okay no i can't I, anyway i'm not a writer so i'm like okay i have these ideas in my head but i don't know how to write it i don't have those skills Mm. Like I feel like I'd have to ask somebody but I don't know if that's too much to ask hey can you write me a script can we like can we can you work with me on writing a script because I don't want to do it on my, because I can't do it on my own you know what I mean so it's like yeah well,
0: I'm like where's like that line yeah people would be open to collaborating mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. um like one of my friends she had a, a school assignment recently where she had to write a script Mm -hmm. and she was like okay i need your help um and she wrote the script and it was an adaptation from a novel so it was like yeah she had to you know rewrite it under Mm -hmm. in a script form but she didn't know the formatting and all of that and how it exactly worked
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um and so we kind of workshopped it and not that i have like a ton a ton of knowledge but i've done it a few times and so i it's kind of an innate knowledge I guess after a while
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um and I was like oh okay yeah we're workshopping it and that's fine but I feel like writers is is such like writing is can be such an isolating job that I feel like a lot of people would be glad to collab on things and you just have to reach out and ask Um, yeah once again like the worst thing that can happen is a no
1: yeah true
0: (laughs) scary though yeah Um, it
1: is it is yeah
0: it's, so, yeah, if you feel that, like, longing to go into writing and directing and whatever, like, you should totally do it. And I think you have such, like, you have a good base because you've studied acting intensively. hmm And yeah. that is such an asset. And all the best directors, like, for my favorite directors are people who started out as actors. Right. Like, Greta Gerwig, Olivia Wilde, like, people like that who started out in the field as actors. And they know how it works and how to work with other actors and how to convey that vision because they've been through, yeah, they were on that side of the camera and they saw everything and kind of how a set worked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I think it's such an asset to have. Yeah. And if that's what you're wanting to do, you should definitely go for it. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's scary stuff. It's so scary, but at the same time once you do it, it's like so simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> once you're doing it, it's so simple, but like my mind just kind of your mind just just makes it something it's not. Oh, yeah, totally. I feel that.
0: <sighs> well, and yeah. It's so challenging to get over your fears and insecurities. Mhm.
1: Mhm. It really is. I think it's like dealing with, you know, just getting to know who you are and healing is probably like the hardest thing anybody mm. can- world in my opinion yeah it's it's very difficult it's a very complicated
0: thing our brains <laughs> I know getting to yeah, yeah learning how to navigate
1: mm-hmm.
0: your brain especially like out our in our age group I would say I don't know the 20s are such a confusing they are thing. they sure are I've
1: heard lots that like your 30s are really where it's at <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, because people are always like, yeah, your 20s are your best years. But like lately, I've heard lots of people being like, no, (laughs) that's not true. You're You're so right. Right. I've seen
0: so many people completely thrive in their 30s and I'm so excited, even like 40s,
1: 50s later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm so looking forward to that. Your 20s is for figuring out who you are. And that's hard as hell to do. And then you buy by the time you're 30, it's like, you know, who you are, you, you've, you know, usually, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, you have a better idea of who you are, at least and a better, co- a new confidence that you didn't have in your 20s. And it's thriving, 30, flirty and thriving and thriving. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah, I think that's a good note to end this on because I feel yeah. like we've been talking for four hours.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it was so cool. Like, yeah great yeah i th- love those long form convos
1: hell yeah thanks for having me I, I i i had so much fun and i um i i've been thinking of making my own podcast too so i'll let you know and then you can oh yeah, you should on. yeah
0: that's a good creative <laughs> outlet see
1: yeah yeah i should do it
0: <laughs> i support that
1: thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah thanks thanks for having me i appreciate it and of uh, course and where well where can people find you oh online
1: uh yeah oh gosh yeah people can find me on instagram and i'll say tiktok because i have plans for that but i'm not really posting there much now but i will be one day hopefully soon so yeah instagram and tiktok instagram uh is cody stokes with two y's and two s's at the end and my tiktok is stody cokes (laughs) love that yeah yeah yeah, well, Thank
0: you. Yeah, thank you so much for having that conversation with me. Yeah. Thank you for, for learning so much.
1: That conversation with me. Yeah. It, it, it was good to to relate and to talk about all those things. Yeah, it's definitely very validating to be mm-hmm. going through similar feelings things. and emotions. Yeah. Exactly. I think these things should be talked about a lot more often for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And to everyone who listened up until that
0: point, thank you so much. Very grateful um and you can find the podcast on instagram and tiktok at the non pod at the non pod and yeah new episode every friday fun and
1: i'll talk to you next week bye cody bye thank you bye